Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Thursday, May 5th, 2022. This episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, and I analyzed weather data in order to come up with some plays on totals. I'll make one pick and one pick only on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As I go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, you know, yesterday, continuing this trend of that good and bad variance, every couple of days it seems like we'll go three great days out of four, three bad days out of four, two great days in a row, two bad days in a row. It's just been a roller coaster all season. I don't know if it's ever going to end. <laughs> it's just, uh, like I mentioned before, just kind of giving me whiplash on some of this. And and I just I want to take a second and point out a couple of things. And if, if you're watching most of the game yesterday, you probably saw a lot of these things. But just like I said, we always talk about that, that you know, good variance is a lot of fun. Bad variance is not. And that's why I always recommend being responsible with your wagers, keeping things at a, at a slow and steady rate, uh, because you just never know when things are going to strike. You know, yesterday, back to play uh, with the Marlins under, with Bumgarner going, he gets tossed after the first inning. Does he maybe give up a bunch of runs later? Obviously, who knows? But then it just kind of becomes now you've got action on something that the handicap goes out the window because now you've got a whole different setup going. And, of course, Corbin Martin looks pretty good after that first inning he was in there, but he gave up two right away, uh, and then the wheels just fell off at the end. I mean, just a wonky situation there. You had the Braves-Mets game, which plays out exactly like I'm thinking for the first, whatever, six innings, and then the Braves score seven runs in one inning. Uh, you know, it, that's just a that's just a weird situation. The Mets couldn't get out of their way. A couple of, you know, at least one um, missed double play there that they had, and needing three pitchers to get out of an inning. I mean, you don't expect things like that. Um, and then, you know, you have the situation. You have the Giants bullpen. You know, that game's I think three to one in the sixth. Giants bullpen, one of the better bullpens in the league, just completely falls apart. And you don't expect that to happen, right? Maybe give up a run or two, but. Uh, not quite the way that they did there. Um, and then the one for me that was most frustrating was that Phillies Rangers game. You know, and I had the right read there and I, and I made this specific comment. I think Wheeler's going to shut down the Rangers bats. Sure enough, he did. They held, you know, Rangers scored zero runs at night. Any problem is the Phillies didn't score either. And, and, and of course, part of that's the Phillies offense just being highly variable, but you expect the Phillies to at least get one run there. And that's, I think, sometimes the frustrating thing. And so hopefully you're picking up on the on the nuggets and you're making decisions you're happy with. There's a lot of games where I'll say, I kind of like this, I kind of like that. And yesterday in the Astros game, I think all of them, uh, everything I was talking about for the most part, um, hit on that one. I guess the game uh, the game under didn't hit, but the Mariners under hit the Astros, hit the Astros run light hit, right? So there were a lot of things that were good about that. Uh, but the other game, like the Phillies game, were obviously – knowing that we could have gone Rangers team total under, I made the pick to go Phillies and that was the wrong pick. And so sometimes that sort of thing happens. It's frustrating for me. I know if you've got, you know, for you, it's frustrating. It, however you want to handle that, whether you're splitting plays or, or, or whatnot, of course it is up to you, but uh, that's what I mean with the good and bad variances. Sometimes you're going to have the right handicap and you're going to make a play and you're going to look back and you say, I should have gone, I should have, I, I went right. I should have gone left. Um, another time it's going to work well where you have two things and you're going to make the right pick. Uh, kind of just some, some, 
wrong directions on a couple of these, some bad luck, and it just kind of compounded just to a bad couple of days. As has been, we've got a pretty good track record this month of that sort of thing happens, whether it's the next day or two days later, it bounces back. Hopefully that's today. Again, no promises because you never really know with sports. Hopefully that's today. We bounce back. Uh, and enough rambling before we get to today's slate. Let me squeeze in real quick. Some reminders, hit that like button if you're on Twitter, uh, if you should be a friend on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. Also, a reminder, check out those links in the show's description. Uh, they're also on the website, www.pigswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbook for some extra sports books with those reduced juice timelines for MLB games that can really help, you know, a unit here, a unit there, right? Over the long term, if you're getting better lines on games. So I got some places there that offer better MOB lines than your, uh, a lot of places, you know, will be minus 140 on, my, on one side and plus 120 in the other. And, and you're slowly giving a little bit away there. You want to find those books that'll be minus uh, 130 on the one side if it's plus 120 on the other. And so, uh, those books offer that for you. So check out those links in the show's description. Today we've got a couple afternoon games for us. Angels at the Red Sox will start us off. 135 Eastern at first pitch. Shohei Otani versus Rich Hill. And it does appear like Tanner Houck is going to be the guy to follow Hill today. Uh, I mentioned yesterday they kind of switched this around a little bit. It seems like every time through. Um, I like this setup for them personally. Uh, Rich Hill obviously old, not the pitcher he used to be, but still solid. And I like the fact that he's only going to be asked to throw three, four innings if he's rolling, maybe five, but you know, they're, they're not, he's not holding anything back. I really like that setup. And Hauk is a fantastic pitcher. I really like him coming in relief. I think that sets up to get the Red Sox deep into this game uh, against obviously Otani, fantastic pitcher uh, projects as one of the, you know, top, you know, top five, top 10 pitchers in baseball, uh, rest of season. Uh, but I think the Red Sox have a good counter to that with this system that they've got here with Hill and Hauk today. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the upper 60s um, in a massive hitter's park. Winds blowing in from left field at 10 miles an hour kind of cancels that out. Uh, yesterday, the Red Sox, uh, we backed the Red Sox, and they were, I don't know how many pitches they had that could have won that game for them uh, or could have gotten out of the 10th inning. Uh, with no damage or minimal damage. He gave up a five spot, I believe, a six spot, something like that in the 10th inning. Um, the wheels just came off. Uh, once you get to over overtime in, in sports, right, whether it's, you know, a shootout in hockey, extra innings in baseball, whatever it may be, right, everything goes out the window. Um, and that's what we saw yesterday in Boston. Hopefully we can avoid that same fate today. I'm back on the Red Sox, and I'm giving this an A pick. At plus 135, I think there's tremendous value on the Red Sox here at this number. The model says Angels minus 125. I just think there's a little bit too much love for Otani and a little bit too much uh, disrespect for Hill because, again, he's not being asked to go six innings. I don't think I'm as concerned as I normally would be. Model says 125. I think it should be lower than that personally. I think this should be Angels maybe more like minus 115. Um, I keep mentioning that I don't buy into the Angels offense. They were whatever one pitch away from only scoring three runs yesterday. Um, I think that's who they are. They're an average offense. Uh, they have a couple good hitters, but after that, it's not very good. And, you know, people might say, oh, they scored 10 runs yesterday. Obviously, if you saw that game, that's not repeatable. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you can't count on getting that many runs and extras every night. Uh, like I said, I really like this pitching setup for the Red Sox. I just think this is a little too much Otani love. He's fantastic. Uh, but on the road, I think the Red Sox bats are, are at, at least as good as the Angels bats. I think this number makes no sense. I think I want an extra unit down on this one where we've got an edge. Hopefully the Red Sox can come through at plus odds for us. Plus 135, a pick for me to start us off. About that same time, we'll get going with the Reds and the Brewers. 140 Eastern first pitch. Hunter Green versus Adrian Hauser. You know, uh, you can't, you shouldn't blind bet against teams and you shouldn't blind lay giant odds. But I mean, if you were ever going to do it, this, this Reds team is the one to do it against. They are really bad. We've been talking about this, constantly talking about how their bullpen is atrocious. And we saw that yesterday, the, the Brewers team total hits in the mid innings, you know, and that was an easy winner and the game goes over. I mentioned I kind of was waffling between those two and both of them hit. Then the bullpen gets involved and the Brewers just keep scoring. Finally, at some point, a position player pitches. Uh, you know, that's not going to happen every night, of course, but the Reds just are so bad. It, they stopped trying. Their owner even admitted they stopped trying. Basically dared the fans to stop showing up. I mean, it's just an awful situation there. Today, they have Hunter Green on the mound, who's a decent pitcher, at least. He definitely has a lot of upside. Um, at this point, I'm rating him around league average, maybe a little bit below the upside doesn't manifest itself you know when a pitcher's fourth start necessarily it might i mean who knows but um his upside is more long-term projection right now i don't think he's quite there yet so i think the brewers will be able to score off of him a little bit less so potentially than some of the other red starters you know a guy like vladimir gutierrez who i just I don't think it's good at all i, th I do think hunter, hunter green is a little bit of an upgrade so uh, i'm going back to the same pick i made yesterday Brewers over four and a half. Um, it's plus one hundred three uh, is what I locked in over on Bet Stamp. There, it's a it's a B grade pick for me. Only a B because, again, I I don't I think Hunter Green might be okay. Um, and four and a half is a higher number. That said, if we can get to that Reds bullpen, I think this play's got a really good chance. I think it was on the border for me between a B and an A pick. It's kind of definitely a B plus pick. I looked at game over as well, just like yesterday. Uh, really a similar handicap to yesterday. Um, Hauser has had some decent results, but as I mentioned before, sometimes a little bit of smoke and mirrors with him. I just don't know what to make of this Reds offense. They just seem to score some runs every once in a while. I just don't think their offense is that good. So it's just, I just need more data to really have a better feel for their offense. I think you can go game over. Seven and a half just seems too low. I think this should be eight eight and a half, maybe even. So I think game over makes a lot of sense. I'm going to isolate Brewers team total over because in case the Reds just don't show up offensively at some point in the season, that's going to happen. I don't know if it's now or not, but at some point if there's any frustration or, or whatever for the, the fact they can't win. Hauser is just hard to get a feel for at this point. I'll, I'll isolate the Brewers team total over, but I think game over makes a lot of sense as well. With regards to the side, the model says Brewers minus 201. I would not take the Reds. Um, at numbers I'm seeing now, at some point there is a, there's a buy number on every team. And I want to make sure you all hear that. There's a buy number on every team. There's a number where I would back literally any team. I don't care how bad you are. There's, there's a number that I back a college team against the pro team. Now that number might be a plus 1,000 or plus 2,000 or who knows what, right? But there's a number that exists. Even though the model says 
201 is the number for this. Uh, plus 209 for the Reds, plus 220 for the Reds doesn't do it for me. I mean, maybe plus 250, maybe, because maybe you get lightning in a bottle with Hunter Green. But, I mean, the Reds are not a team you want to back here. The odds just have to would have to be insanely high, and they, they aren't high enough. Um, you could also look Brewers' run line as well be another way to look on this one. Brewers are playing well. Their bats are rolling. The Reds aren't. So, I mean, Brewers' run line makes a lot of sense. And the price isn't that bad. I saw minus 130 on it. That's not a bad price for run line. So, I mean, a couple of different ways you can look there um, in this afternoon game. I think a lot of it makes sense. I'm going specifically Brewers over four and a half. I think as long as, like I said, as long as we can get to the bullpen for the in that, in that Reds' bullpen, the Brewers' bats will have no problem getting to five. Nationals at the Rockies, 310 Eastern first pitch, Aaron Sanchez versus Antonio Sensatella. Uh, Weather-wise, we're going to start off in the low 60s, close in the upper 60s, winds blowing in at about 10 miles an hour. Um, so a little bit of a weather effect going to cancel out with Coors, but probably not all the way. Uh, it's not cold enough, and the wind's not blowing in enough. So last night we got an easy under there um, in a 5-2 game and what where the weather just set up to be an under situation today. A similar setup to a lesser degree. Totals 11. I think under 11 is not a bad play. I, I I don't love under 11 because I don't think Aaron Sanchez is that good. I think he pitched better last year with the Giants. The Giants know what they're doing with pitchers. He pitched better last year because he pitched a lot of games in San Francisco. Um He's looked okay at times this year, uh, pitching in Washington where it's colder. Uh, but I think that's a little bit of the situation and not him. Uh, I project him to be um, an ERA of over five for the rest of the season. So I, I don't I don't like Sanchez at all. Sensatella, I think, is a solid pitcher. He knows how to handle Korsh. Probably a five-inning, three-run type start. You know, not going to be great, uh, but he's not going to get – lit up completely uh, in that park. I think under 11 makes a little bit of sense. I just, I'm just nervous about doing that with Sanchez. I'm nervous about doing that with the weather getting up towards 70 degrees. If the wind dies down, you know, the ball could fly out a little bit there. So I, I, I think the unders, the way I would go, especially at 11, having the push protection there, if it's five, five late, and then you're just hoping, you know, one team scores and you're still going to push. So I think under 11 makes sense. I think this number should be 10 and a half. But I think the better way to look is the side. Uh, I'm going Rockies minus 128. I'm giving this an A grade. I think they should be minus 148. I think the Rockies have the better offense. I think they have the better starting pitcher. I don't know why this number isn't higher. A pick for me on the Rockies. I think they get it done here in the afternoon game in Denver. Blue Jays at the Guardians. Jose Barrios versus Aaron Savali. Going to be another chilly day in Cleveland, mid-50s. Uh, no real win to speak of. The Guardians are a team. If you're a Guardians fan, you've got to be really frustrated with this team. They just they seem like they're there and they can't quite get over the hump. Um, sometimes it just seems like they can't get out of their own way. Model says Blue Jays minus 142 uh, in favor of the Blue Jays. I'm going to take the Blue Jays in this one. It is 152. So it's not a model edge, but I'm going to take the Blue Jays minus 152. I'm only going to give it a C grade. It's a C plus pick for me. 
I, I almost went B pick, but at minus 152, a B pick means you'd have to lay three units to win two. That's just a little steep for me. So it's kind of a C plus pick. I'll lay a unit and a half to win one. My reasoning behind this is basically that the Guardians have won most of their games against weaker teams and they have not played well against good teams. And so Blue Jays are a good team. Barrios is a good starter, um, definitely above average. Um, so I think the, the Blue Jays are the side to be on. As this number keeps getting larger and larger, it makes it tougher to say there's long-term value here. And so that's why I don't want to be over-investing it. But I think the Blue Jays are the side you want to be on in this one. I looked at the total. The total's eight. I just don't trust Savali. If the Guardians were throwing a pitcher that was just a little bit better, I think under eight makes a lot of sense, especially in this weather. Uh, but I just can't quite get there on this one with Savali. It just gave me enough pause. There's not really a lot that I really like in this one. Like I said, I think the best play is the Blue Jays, but I just don't want to be over-invested, especially if the number's over minus 150. If that comes back down into the minus 140 range, then I think you can go B pick on the Blue Jays. But at this point, I just can't can't get there to really liking numbers that large. Mets to Philly, 645 Eastern. First pitch, Taiwan Walker versus Aaron Nola. We're going to start off around 70 degrees, close around 60. Slight breeze blowing out, but not really going to affect things very much. Model says Philly's minus 141. Right now that's squarely in between where the number is. Total of eight. I talked about this at the top of the show. Philly's offense just so hit or miss, highly variable. Aaron Nola, a much better pitcher than Tywin Walker. If you had a better pitcher, not that Walker's bad, but I mean, I do have him as below average. If I had a better pitcher for the Mets, I'd take this under. As is, the weather isn't cold enough. There's no wind blowing in. I just don't think it's a great spot for the game under, given that Walker's involved. And honestly, with this Phillies offense, I'm just I'm a little bit nervous either backing them or anything involving their total just because I don't know which offense is going to show up for them. If I had to take something, I would take the game under because for the most part, the Phillies offense I think has only done better when they've played teams that have given them a bunch of iron runs like we saw in previous weeks with the Rockies. So I'd go game under if I had to. But instead, I'm going to isolate the Mets team total under. It's three and a half. And I'm going to give this a B pick. This way, I don't have to worry about if the Phillies can score or not. I don't have to worry about the fact that Walker is a below average starter. I can just focus on the fact that Aaron Nola is a good pitcher. Um, struggled a little bit last year, but his underlying metrics were solid. This year's underlying metrics, and it's a small sample size, but those underlying metrics stabilize quicker than anything else, and they look great so far, uh, even better than his 2020 season where he struck out 12 per nine. So I, I think that Nola is a guy you want to back. I think he shuts his Mets offense down. You look recently at the Mets offense, hasn't been scoring a ton of runs, um, so I think Nola can keep that going. I'm going to isolate Mets under three and a half. It's minus 107. Another B that could be plus pick for me. I really, really waffled on this one. Almost made it an A. I couldn't quite get there because every once in a while, Nola just has a bad inning and he'll be great 
for six or seven in one inning, he'll give up three runs. And if and it's usually a three-run home run. It's usually like a walk, it's usually like an air, a walk, and a home run. You know, it's like one swing of the bat, basically. And I've just seen him do that more than other pitchers. So I just a little bit hesitant to make this an A, but I, I it's almost there for me. It's like I said, B plus, B double plus <laughs> type pick for me on this Mets under three and a half. I like Nola. I just don't want to be over-invested in every once in a while. He just you know, we saw this with Justin Verlander in years past too, where it's like he's doing great. All of a sudden, a two-run home run, you're like, you were you just struck out like six guys in a row. How did this happen, right? And so, like I said, B plus pick for me on this Mets team total under three and a half in that one. Seven five Eastern first pitch, Twins at the Orioles. Chris Archer versus Spencer Watkins. Weather-wise, we're going to be upper sixties to start, lower sixties to finish. No real win to speak of. This game. Feels to me just like the Royals team total under that we talked about. And I went there yesterday, got an easy win, and I said, hey, we won one, we lost one. That was kind of weird. But I, I think it's the right side. Let's do it again and see if we can get two out of three. And I think it's the same thing here. Um, went with an A pick on the Twins on Tuesday. Got a winner with an A pick on the Twins yesterday. And I mean, a weird game, two different innings. The Orioles just exploded offensively. And then the Twins came back in between that and had a chance to tie it up. Line drive base hit would have made it a one-run game and continue the rally. And line drive hits the runner, and he's out, and the inning's over. Weird game. Um, I'm sticking by. I think the Twins are the better team. They have a much better pitcher. Chris Archer is probably pretty league average at this point, but he's much better than Spitzer Watkins, who's well below league average. Twins have the better bats. They have the better bullpen. This number is way too low. It's minus 145. A pick for me. The model says minus 158. And honestly, at 158, I still love this pick. Uh, Twins should be more like minus 160, maybe even minus 170. I'm going back to the well here. I think we can get two of our last three here on the Twins in this rubber match for us on these Twins A picks. I think the number should be higher. I think it's that simple. Tigers at the Astros, 8-10 Eastern first pitch. Tariq Skubal versus Jose Arquiti. Model says Astros minus 164. I'm seeing Astros minus 159 right now. So you can make a case that the Astros are the team to back here. Um, I like that pick. I think Astros minus 159 makes a lot of sense. Total is eight. I think under makes a lot, a, a, a lot of sense as well. Uh, Scooball I have as a better than league average. Urquidy, my numbers say about league average, uh, but I think he's, I think he's better than the numbers indicate. Um, again, as a you know, as an Astros fan, I watch them a lot. I, th- I think he's better than that. Uh, I've been rolling with these Astros picks here, kind of zigging and zagging with the unders and the team total unders. I mean, I'm just on fire here with these Astros picks. Um, again, you watch Timor you kind of know a little bit more about them. And as we talked about, I'm not afraid to fade. Some of you are newer here. Just as a reminder, last year in the World Series, Game 6, I was at Game 6 of the World Series. I faded the Astros, the Braves won. So I'm not afraid to fade. If, if you're if you're fading your favorite team in the World Series, right? I'm not afraid to fade. I'm not afraid to back them either for the right side. So some of you, you, you know this. Some of you are newer and you hadn't heard all that. But um, I think I think under makes a little bit of sense. I think Arquiti's a good pitcher. I think Scooball's a good pitcher. I think Astros makes a lot of sense. I can't really differentiate between those two. So actually, I'm going to go a third route, which is I'm going to go Tigers team total under three and a half, and I'm going to give this an A grade. I think this Tigers offense is bad. Um, I, I said yesterday, I talked about, with, or really all series with the Mariners, the Mariners average was meh. 
you know, maybe league average, maybe. Um, Tigers offense is definitely worse than that. Mariners couldn't score off this Astros team. The Astros, the, the, the benefit they have is just about every night, Odorisi being the wild card. Otherwise, like every night they roll out a pretty good pitcher and obviously Verlander's better than the rest, but what, but it's not like it's a, a big drop off from like, a lot of teams are one down to two, down to three, down to four, down to five. It's like a big step every time, you know, you obviously have a drop off from Verlander um, and, and Odorisi's a wild card, but they got, they're using a six man rotation and the other four are all pretty good. And I just don't see the Tigers scoring much in this series, uh, to be honest. I'll go Tigers under three and a half. It kind of intersects the, I think there's an edge on the Astros, and I think under is the way to look. I think I think all three hit. Uh, I'm only making one pick and one pick only, so however you want to handle that, you know, is obviously your call. But I think Tigers team total under three and a half is the smartest way to look, and I'm giving that an A grade on that one. Raise the Mariners, 940 Eastern. Shane McClanahan versus Robbie Ray. Total of six and a half in this one. You could go under. If you had to, I'd go under. I wouldn't go over. But you get to these six and a half, and it's tougher. Um, I think the total should be six. So I would, like I said, I would I would go under, but I don't like it. I don't like it at six and a half. Uh, again, seven's a pretty common ending. Uh, relatively speaking, and so losing that push protection hurts. Um, obviously, two two good pitchers. Model says the Mariners should be favored. Right now, they're plus 113. I don't understand this line at all. A pick on the Mariners for me. I think it's great value. I think this is a coin toss game. And so if you're getting plus 113 on coin toss games, it's, it's a great long-term investment. When I analyze this from a, I watch a lot of baseball standpoint, ignoring the model, I also can't see how the Rays are favored. I think both these teams are, are good. I, I might give the Rays, I think the Rays maybe are a little bit better, but I mean, it's, you're splitting hairs. Starting pitcher wise, McClanahan versus Ray reminds me of the one last, uh, last time out when Ray faced Lozardo, where I said, hey, I actually have Lozardo projected as the better pitcher. But I have that Ray's going to go more innings, which kind of helps balance that back out, right? And I thought two pretty good pitchers. And in that one, uh, the Mariners were favored at the Marlins. And I said, Lozardo's pretty good. We're getting plus odds. I, I think the, the Marlins make a lot of sense. And the under made a lot of sense in both those hits. And I think we're kind of in that same boat, except now the Mariners are home and they're not favored. I, I don't understand it because McClanahan and Lozardo are pretty similar at this point. McClanahan has a, a little bit better of a of a track record, but I think Lozardo this year, um, again, with how he's changed up how he's pitched since coming over from Oakland, um, I think they're pretty similar. You know, so same sort of situation where it's like, I don't understand quite the shift from how you were going to have Ray favored on the road against a really good pitcher um, in a run-suppressing environment, and now all of a sudden they're at home in a similar setup, the Rays a little bit better than Marlins, but again, not by much. And now the Rays are minus 123 here. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going Mariners plus 113 A pick. Like I said, I think you could go under as well, but at six and a half, it's one that I don't want to be over-invested in because seven would be a really frustrating ending on that one. Speaking of Jose Lizardo, they'll get to start tonight in San Diego against Nick Martinez. Marlins will be at the Padres for a 940 Eastern first pitch. Otherwise, we're going to start off in the mid-60s. We're going to close around 60 degrees. Wind slightly blowing in. Not going to really do too much there. 
This is the game I stared at the longest, uh, to be completely honest here. The model says Padres minus 133, and my model does not like Nick Martinez. I don't like Nick Martinez. Minus one thirty three. I just I, I scratch my head. I try I try to figure this out. I don't I don't think it should be quite that high. Just mentioned about Lazardo. I think he's a much better pitcher than he was previously. His numbers this year are fantastic. I really like Lazardo. I I don't want to fade him. Okay, so the model says take Padres minus one eleven. You know all the you know every day of the week and twice on Sunday, right? But I I don't want to fade Lazardo. Full stop. You know, um, he, he's definitely on that list of pitchers like we talked about. Uh, you know, the Joe Ryan's of the world, uh, the Kyle Wrights of the world that just I don't think are getting the respect they deserve. So the numbers are just the numbers are, are not where I'm gonna I'm gonna go against them at this point of the season at least. So I, I'm not backing the Padres. Um, under seven is the play. Um, it's minus one fifteen. It's a B pick for me. I like that we've got that push protection at seven. Both these teams scored a few more runs here this week than I expected. So I'm not overreacting to that, but I'm a little bit nervous about this under because of that. But with that said, we are, we're getting into May. We're starting to see a little bit of that Marine layer. I did a little research into this. There's some, there's a, I kid you not, there's a weather report that said a coastal eddy was coming in to add some Marine layer clouds. I don't even know what that means. Right. I grew up in Corpus Christi. You know, I grew up tracking hurricanes. I know hurricane lingo. I don't know marine layer lingo. I just know that May, June, the ball does not go anywhere in that park. And we're into early May. So um, as some of you listening probably from that area know that how that plays out and, and much better than I do. But I just know that park being right on the coast, cool night. Unders the way to look, but I, I'm going B pick just because I don't trust Nick Martinez. That's the bottom line. Uh, and, and again, a little bit nervous about both these teams scoring a few more runs than I expected here this last week. So I can't give it an A pick because of that. But I, I do think unders the way to look. Um, so I mean, like I said, this was a high, highly variable, like where I was trying to grade it. Right? You know, if it was if it wasn't for the weather and the location. I feel completely different. If I had a better pitcher for the Padres, I feel different. Of course, if we had a better pitcher for the Padres, this total is probably six and a half or six. Um, I think B, B pick, I like it. I don't want to be over-invested in it, though, uh, given I'm not sure what to expect from a couple of these things. So I like under seven here, uh, but it's not my favorite play of the night. 9.45 Eastern first pitch, Cardinals with the Giants. As of now, we still have not confirmed Logan Webb. So the model, uh, that's who I've put in for the starting pitcher there, but it's not been confirmed. So there's no line on this game out. Uh, Cardinals are going with Miles Michaelis. We're going to have a definitely under weather here in San Francisco, mid-50s. Um, wind's blowing out, but again, that park was built to minimize winds, and they swirl around and do weird things. So wind out there means nothing um, for the most part. Sometimes the wind will be blowing in, and then it like swirls around and it actually is going out. So looking at just the wind direction of that, Park doesn't actually do you any good. Assuming that it is Webb, the model says Giants minus 144, but I will post an update on Twitter as to what the official play is for this one and give a tweet or two uh, explaining why I'm going the direction I'm going. So to recap my A picks, 
We've got Angels at the Red Sox, moving Red Sox plus 135. Nationals at the Rockies, moving Rockies minus 128. Twins at the Orioles, Twins minus 145. Tigers at the Astros, I'm going Tigers team total under three and a half. And then Rays at the Mariners, I'm going Mariners plus 113. And a bonus hockey A play for you. I'm a Stars fan. I watched that game one in Calgary. And I really like under five and a half tonight in game two. I'm giving this an A grade. Lock this in the bet stamp as well. And I'll give you my quick reasoning for it. <clears throat> Watching that game, the Stars did exactly what they wanted to do, which is frustrate Calgary, keep it low scoring, and give themselves a chance to win. They know they're the underdogs, and they know it's going to be really hard to win in Calgary. I'm assuming they're going to try to do the same thing. And I'm assuming that because I think, personally, what they did worked. They were in the game late. They had a chance to tie it up, and then it goes to overtime. And that's, I mean, they're they're the, you know, they, had a, they had a negative goal differential this year at a team that won their division, right? Like, they know they can't just go in and, you know, roll out the pucks and win this game. I think what they did work, they were in the game. That doesn't mean they won't change their strategy. You never really know with humans, right? But... If I'm if I'm the coach, I'm watching that game tape and I'm saying what we did worked. We didn't get the win, but we were in that game in a tough environment against a really good hockey team. And so I think they're going to do the same thing. What they did, they did not control the puck in their own zone hardly at all because every time anything went awry, they had a third player skating back to prevent Calgary from getting on the rush. What that did was it made the Stars have very few scoring chances, lower goals, and because they had guys getting back, it prevented the Flames from having a lot of good scoring chances. That changed late in the third. I expect the same thing tonight because I'm expecting it to be a tight game. It opens up a little bit late because the Stars know they need to score at some point. But I think early on, I really think this is going to be a low, slow, and I think the Stars will try to do the same thing, which is just prevent the Flames from scoring. It's going to make them not score. Five and a half is too high. I think this total should be five. The fact that you win if it's a 2-2 game that goes to overtime, the fact that you win, if it's a 3-1 game, even an extra empty net goal, make it 4-1, you still get the win. I really like under 5.5 in Calgary versus Dallas here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So a bonus hockey pick for you there. And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. Again, you can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. Cousin Jared will be on with me as well. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.